Well, folks, welcome to another edition of our Generation Podcast. And I'm David Meredith, Mission Director for the Free Church of Scotland. And today I am your host. And with me uh, in our studio, it's a rather grand title for my office, but in our studio today is Duncan Cuttle. Duncan, hi. 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 Can you just tell us who you are? Uh, yeah, so I'm Duncan. I grew up in Haddington in East Lothian and uh, I now work with um, Edinburgh City Mission. Okay, so you're the Chief Executive Officer, the CEO of Edinburgh City Mission. Can you tell us just a wee bit about the Edinburgh City Mission? Yeah, so we were founded in 1832 by a Glaswegian called David Naismith. Um, David Naismith was uh, very influenced by Thomas Chalmers mm-hmm. um, and started Glasgow City Mission in 1826, Edinburgh City Mission 1832, London City Mission 1835. Um, and was all over the world, and um, Ireland, and uh, the States. And okay, Australia. so there's a whole chain of city missions set up about the same time. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Yeah. What was the motivation behind the city missions? Well, David Naismith had uh, experience of growing up in poverty, had saw a lot of poverty in Glasgow, and um, was motivated by uh, wanting to uh, provide the opportunity for. Uh, people in poorer communities to respond to the gospel and so uh, those two things hand in hand um, caring for the poor and sharing the gospel were and are at the heart of what city missions are about. Okay great can you tell us one one or two things that Edinburgh City Mission are involved in here in the city? Yeah so our flagship program is our basics banks which is a network of eight uh, food banks that are all uh, hosted by and run by local churches Um, And we do referrals into the Basics Banks and our team of outreach workers go in and support the Basics Banks. Um, And then we partner with Bethany uh, Christian Trust doing the care van. Um, So that was started by Bethany and Edinburgh City Mission 29 years ago um, and is still going out seven nights a week, four lunchtimes a week as well. Okay, so you do the, the care packs. What other things do you do? Um, and we last year partnered with uh, CAP, Christians Against Poverty, doing life skills courses. So um, I guess people coming into food banks, we provide the food for six weeks. It's to help them through, a, normally to help them through a crisis. Uh, we're not creating dependency culture. Um, but during those six weeks, we get to know them, try to work out what are their issues, what are their concerns, how can we support them and help them. Um, through whatever specific challenge they have. And so the life skills courses are one way of of, uh, doing that, helping to tool them up for uh, living the challenges that they have to... Okay. Going back to the food bank thing, it's really interesting. Is there evidence that it's actually helpful? Or, you know, you read a book like Poverty Safari, um, you know, there's an interesting debate just now about just that very thing that you mentioned, a dependency culture. So is there evidence that it actually helps poverty or does it just feed this dependency culture and stretch poverty out? Yeah, well, as I say, so we they're to help people through a crisis. So we do an assessment at the start and we do an assessment mm-hmm. at the end of the six weeks uh, to see if um, they have got through that crisis. So uh, the the evidence is that people move on. <laughs> yeah, so um, you're seeing living evidence that people are actually saying, this has helped me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, mm-hmm. And anyone who uh, would like to double-check that, they're welcome to come along uh, one morning to one of the food banks with us, and we'd love to show people um, what we're doing and how it works. And uh, obviously all the volunteers coming in, um, 
are switched on Christians who question what they're doing and they're critical sure. of what they're doing. So, you know, we wouldn't do it if it wasn't having an impact. Yeah. So the food bank and, you know, one of the strap lines uh, of Edinburgh City Mission is Jesus is our motivation. Could non-Christians do what you do in exactly the same way? No. Um, so during the initial assessment, when somebody comes in, we would finish that by saying, um, we're delighted to offer you help. Uh, we will provide you with food for six weeks. Um, but we do believe that God can help you. And so if you like, we would be happy to lead you in a prayer and ask for God to help you in your situation. Um, and so I think that spiritual dimension is uh, distinct. Um, and... Uh, is you can't equate the two, I don't think. I think mm -hmm. because we've, we're motivated by Jesus, but we're also sharing Jesus, sure. uh, that 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 means inside and outside. It's a Do you find that most folk, if I can use the expression, take up the offer of the prayer? Um, more people that do than don't. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, uh-huh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. people are open and to that. if they don't, if they reject your message, if they even show antagonism at that point, would it make any difference? Uh, no, we would still offer them food, uh, but I wouldn't say that we really get antagonism. Um, I think people just politely decline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Can you just open out one little thing? You know, Naismith's vision there was ministry among the poor. Folk, you know, talk theologically about Jesus and the gospel having a bias towards the poor. How, how do you feel about that? Well, I think for me, the... Evidence for that, if you like, is is most clearly seen in the life of Christ, um, that he embraced lepers, sure. uh, that he spent time with those who were who were sick, and of course, sickness and poverty yeah. historically sure. were very closely linked sure. in, until you know post war. Really, yeah. uh, there isn't such a close link necessarily. Um, so the the the. I, I think it flows out of the, the life of Christ. Okay, he, but would we go as far as to say there was a bias to the poor? I mean, you get Jesus talking to the rich young ruler. Uh, you get Jesus talking to Zacchaeus. You get Jesus asking Matthew to follow him. You know, these were kind of high-end, economically, you know, motivated people. So is there actually a bias towards the poor? Yeah, I suppose with that, maybe I ask you to keep on adding to that list. Who else? Mm-hmm. You know, there aren't many more names, whereas if you look at the number of names of poor people that Jesus uh, had one-to-one -one contact with, or um, and the crowds, the majority of people were poor, okay. uh, I think that bias is... But you go back and read the Bible, I think that's for everyone to explore for themselves. But yeah. Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, I think in the Gospels in particular, it's very clear that God has that bias. So we think that the bias then, would you even open it out to say that the poor were more important? I mean, uh, are, are folk living in a poor part of Edinburgh more important than folk living, say, in Barnton or, or Morningside or something like that? Is there, you know, a difference in value in a soul? Um, so John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, I, I think that, that God's love encompasses everyone, mm -hmm. um, and the names of you know, so Nick God's and, love is unbiased. Then um, I I don't want to nitpick over words. <laughs> I don't. I think I think it, that, but 
that there is a bias is clear. That I think using the word of more important, that sort of concept, I don't think is the same thing. I think that's something different, and I wouldn't use that terminology. Mm-hmm. Um, I think God loves everyone, mm-hmm. and the gospel call uh, that, that there's the need to repent and turn mm-hmm. uh, to Christ and put your hope in Him mm-hmm. uh, is a call that's made on every person's life. So it's important that people respond to that. Yeah. I'm giving you a bit of a workout you yeah, know, today, no. but that's what it's all um, about. Well up for that, yes. Um, a lot of folk as well talk about the distinction between ministry of deed and ministry of word. Uh, again, do you see a, a, a dichotomy? Do you see a, a difference between these two things? Um, no, I think... For me, you can't have one without the other. They flow on from each other. Um, They emphasise each other. Um, I think within our churches, our love for one another is is, uh, evidenced Mm -hmm. and and it's a clear call on Mm -hmm. on the church Mm -hmm. to love each other Um, and to go out and love our neighbour is is clearly biblical. Um, So what we know of how we're meant to please God flows from what we know in yeah. the Bible, yeah. God has revealed to us that he's a God of love and, and we love because he first loved us, First mm-hmm. John four nineteen. Mm-hmm. So that we express his love. We only know that we're meant to do that because of the Bible. Yeah. So um, Bible teaching is absolutely vital for the health of the church, mm-hmm. um, but should outwork its way, I believe, into uh, how we live in relationship with other Christians and with those who don't know Jesus. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, Edinburgh City Mission is a great mission that's been going for over 100 years now. And it's, it's a parachurch organisation. Can you describe a little bit what that concept is to you? I mean, we in, in, in generation, we're a network of churches. Our belief is that mission is done fundamentally and primarily by the church. But there is a place for parachurch. Can you tell us what that is and what your relationship to the church is? Yeah, I like to use the phrase interchurch so that we are amongst the church. So I belong to a church. Um, my church help out do, doing the Bethany Night Shelter, so we express care and concern for the poor through that project. Um, the If I went through each different member of our team... Um, they're all actively involved in their own local church. And uh, then our mission statement is stimulating and strengthening the church's mission in Edinburgh's most deprived communities. So we're saying we're putting the church first and foremost and saying that having an, an agile organization like us, where we can go in and out of different churches to support them in mission, um, is being part of yeah, the church. Absolutely, yeah. So, you know, got, uh, Keller's gospel ecosystem and stuff that the, as, as the, the, the church in a city, the church as a whole uh, works together. Um, it, you create something stronger than each individual church. And so you, you, you facilitate work with churches and you have church partners, don't you? Yeah. Spe- specific partners yeah. who help with you. Yeah. <clears throat> Another thing I'm, I'm really interested in, I know a little bit about your background. You did an MBA at Durham. Uh, an MBA is very much a business degree. It's a really high quality postgrad business degree. So what's a nice business guy like you doing in a <laughs> ministry job like this? Are they not two different worlds, the world of business and admin and the world of ministry? So, yeah, I mean, I guess I would see my role 
with Edinburgh City Mission has been primarily about vision casting and about networking and engaging with uh, the churches across the city, church leaders in particular, getting people on board. But also, um, if you look underneath the bonnet, uh, there is an engine. There's quite a lot of uh, uh, admin and um, uh, all that type of thing that yeah. goes on within an organisation like Edinburgh City Mission, which in my role, I'm responsible for making sure that we're doing that properly. And so I think uh, a lot of... Uh, what you would see in a business maps onto a charity. Right. I mean, uh, Scripture speaks of gifts, doesn't it? And right. one of the gifts is a gift of administration. Right. People yeah. don't see that as a very spectacular gift. And yet, you know, the Bible says it's up there with hospitality, it's up there with, with witnessing. And, you know, we want things to be run well, don't we? Yeah. And I mean, <coughs> I, um, I, we have uh, a chartered accountant, it's one of our trustees, who, in her opinion, we are... Uh, we're we're uh, cutting our cloth very uh, tightly so that the majority of our finances is spent on doing the outreach on our outreach team um, because that's our primary purpose. Yeah. Um, so uh, I guess if people were considering supporting Edinburgh yeah. City Mission, I might as well drop that in. Yeah. Um, I I would like to be able to say that we're efficiently run. Sure, yeah. Well, we encourage product placement here, so you just plug Edinburgh City Mission. <laughs> That's absolutely great. I mean, I suppose you're a little bit like us in, in generation. We've got a really smart website. We're communicating with folk far better, hopefully far better, uh, and in wider ways than, than we ever did before. <clears throat> I sense that that's true in Edinburgh City Mission as well. You know, you've got a great website. Um, is this part of a strategy for rebranding and just changing the, not so much the direction, but the image, if I can use that word? Yeah, I guess uh, a new broom sweeps clean. Um, I was interviewed for the role and put my vision in front of the trustees and uh, they appointed me to roll out that vision. Um, and part of that was to re do a new logo, do a new website, um, promote ourselves on social yeah. media much more. So it's um, a compromise. I mean, a lot of people look at us in generation, and you know we've got this big golden G as our logo and a black background. It looks really, really good. It's image. Is image a bad thing? Well, there's a question. You paused there. <laughs> I did, yeah. Yeah, I think it's a good debate. I think it's a healthy debate. I, I can understand people who would take the opposite view. Um, I guess I think it's important. A good image is better than a bad image, surely. And an image assumes a reflection of something. So you're clearly working towards a good image. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I'll, I'll use your line. That's a good line. It reflects... It reflects on you know reality. on the reality. So maybe a comparison would be um, when we get up in the morning and we um, dress ourselves. And sure. you know, if I think if you look at an organisation that doesn't take an interest in how it looks, um, it's maybe similar to somebody who doesn't make an effort to dress. Sure. You know, the um, authorised versions talks about, you know, good reputation. Yeah. Uh, I suppose image is certainly not less than that. Character is important, um, but decorum, the way we present ourselves. And if something's presented well, it really focuses on the thing itself, doesn't it? I think so, yeah. Yeah, but I do um, recognise that that is subjective and that uh, 
there is a valid argument against it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So. so many, many of the folk who are involved in, in generation are really keen to get involved in Christian ministry, especially mm. in the Edinburgh area. Mm. Um, what ways can folk get involved with the Edinburgh City Mission? Um, well, we would love to have. Uh, for example, if somebody's doing an internship or a gap year in one of the free churches in Edinburgh for them to build in one morning a week to support the basics banks. So we can do a one-off visit mm-hmm. um, or we can do long-term commitment for nine, 12 months. Uh, something in between doesn't work so well. Right, you, can, you, know. you do a gap year programme, don't you? Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. Um, but also we can draw people in from churches with their gap year programme and just build in supporting one of our... Um, basic bank programs. Yeah, uh, I, I know that we in in generation and in free church mission board, we we have a fund and uh, folk, young folk, old folk, apply to us. You know, we can give some financial help to get them through uh, that gap year. So uh, I notice also you you have folk called mission strengtheners. I've never heard that term before. Tell us a little bit about the mission strengtheners. Yeah. So I. Maybe this ties in with your uh, questions about image, where I felt when I was, I worked with London City Mission for 12 years and then started with Edinburgh City Mission two years ago. And in London City Mission then and now, and in Edinburgh City Mission when I started, we used used the term missionaries. And um, so this is controversial, I guess, but I feel that that term for people working in the UK sounds quite old fashioned. Um, and it maybe creates the wrong impression okay. in people's minds. So I just played about with, well, what was the original intent behind that word? Because obviously that was a new word mm-hmm. at one point, at one stage. Um, and the word flows from the word mission. Right. So it's a missionary is somebody who missions. Okay. So I just played about that and then thought about our mission statement, which we created new two years ago, that we're there to stimulate and strengthen the church's mission. So I thought, well, if we're about strengthening and we're about mission, put those words together and what do you get? You get mission strengthener. Does that work? I think so. And we'll give it a go and we'll okay. see if people like it. <laughs> um, and so the team like it and speaking to church partners, they've responded positively to it. So. Great. Well, Duncan, we've had a great conversation today. We've covered lots of ground. We've covered... Uh, the bias to the poor question, we've <laughs> covered the value of food banks, we've covered image, <clears throat> we've even covered the, the term missionary itself. So thanks for coming in today and we would love if folk would give us some feedback on these podcasts. We are on multiple platforms, you can give us comments on Facebook, please be generous and gracious to us, whatever these comments are, be be honest, Uh, but it's great to have you as listeners. Duncan, thanks for coming in today, and we wish you and your ministry at Edinburgh City Mission every blessing. Thank you very much, David. It's an absolute delight to have joined you on the programme.